Good morning and welcome to the Pleasure for Health podcast. And my name is Elsa Kepi and I tackle relationship and intimacy questions here on our podcast. Uh, I'm happy to um, discuss this topic today because for me, this is personal and personal topics always seem to grab our attention way more than just talking about something that never happens to me. So this idea of, you know, what do I want? What do I want someone to do for me? These are simple questions. We ask them all the time in our relationships and they always get uh, misunderstood or become a topic for um, conflict. And so I wanted to actually address this because you know, I feel your pain. So you can always find out more about me and all of my work. You can find out on pleasureforhealth.com. That's my website. Um, but let's get right into it. So why did, did I consider this topic so important? Well, here's what happened. So every morning my partner comes in and says, what, what would you like for, you know, what would you like me to make you for breakfast? Or would you like me to make you breakfast even as a simpler question? Would you like me to make you breakfast? And every morning I get in a complete tongue tied panic over this question. So for some people, obviously this is not a problem, but I'm imagining I'm not the only person out there for whom this question is difficult because it's fraught with, well, do you actually want to make me breakfast? Do you have time? Is that going to be a pleasure for you? You know, do I know what I want? Well, is what I want going to be okay? Are you going to accept what I want? Am I going to say something and then you're not actually going to want to do that? And then I'm going to be rejected. Can you see where I'm going with this? So there's a lot of um, messing around in my head and perhaps that's kind of uh, the squirrels going around my brain. But if, if squirrels go around in your brain too, let's, let's hash this out. So, so let's pick this apart. First of all, somebody you love is asking you, you know, what do you want me to do for you? What, what would you like, you know, do you want me to make you breakfast? That's a pretty innocuous sounding question. What this implies, though, is that, first of all, we know what we want. So for many of us, that's already an issue. And I work with many people on just knowing what you want. We've never really considered what we want. What do I want for breakfast? If I had to choose anything, you know, what would I choose? So there may be too much choice there. You know, I've also found that giving people unlimited choices actually can be overwhelming to many people's nervous systems. So perhaps, you know, narrowing down the choices of like, would you like me to make you toast and eggs or porridge oatmeal for breakfast? That's kind of a more manageable choice. You know that, okay, there's this or this I can, which one do I prefer? And I can answer that. But when we have this kind of overwhelming, unlimited choices, this can be actually quite difficult. And um, this was actually brought home to me from having lived abroad for many years. I lived in a kind of developing country where there was something so wonderful and so relaxing about going to the corner store, which was a bit, a little window in the basement of someone's house. You kind of like, they sat in their house and, and had a few things on the shelf, right? So you could go to the store, that was the store, and you could say, hey, I need some shampoo. 
And they'd be like, here you go. Because there was only one kind of shampoo. There was, I think, you know, some probably not that great kind of shampoo, but that's what they had. So there was no, well, you know, do I want this one? Do I want that one? Do I want something that helps my hair curl more or less? Do I want something that, you know, is for fine hair? Or do I want something that, you know, has conditioner in it? Like there was none of that. I need to wash my hair. Where's this? Can I buy some shampoo? Here you go. Here's the shampoo we have. And, you know, that was, there was something incredibly relaxing about that. It was like, I need milk. I need uh, tomato paste. I need shampoo. I need soap. And you'd go and you'd buy those four things and you'd go. And there was no, no choice having to be made. No huge long aisle of choices. So when I came back to Canada, you know, I remember going to the drugstore and being like, okay, I need shampoo. And just being like, kind of flabbergasted, like standing at the end of the aisle going, what the heck? Like, how am I supposed to figure this out? This is going to take me an hour just to figure out what kind of shampoo I want. And I think the same thing happens when we're given a a, kind of an unlimited choice. So it's not that it's anyone's fault, but that's a real thing. So if you say, you know, what, what would you like me to make you for breakfast? And that's an unlimited choice kind of question, you know, that, that requires, you know, in my mind, that's like, well, if I ask for, you know, Belgian waffles, and I know that we don't have a waffle maker, then that's not going to work, right? So it, it means that I have to kind of know what the parameters are. So I think part of like, asking a question or asking that is, is kind of setting a container so that people can feel heard, they can feel held, okay, you know, we have we have no bread, we have oatmeal, we have cold cereal. So I'd love to make you breakfast. Those are the two options that I can make you. Which one appeals to you more this morning? Then, you know, that's a choice that that is easier to make. So that, that's my story about the multiple options. And, and so, yeah, more options is not always better. The next thing that comes up with this question is, of course, that I feel, you know, the person being asked has to feel worthy enough or have enough you know, um, trust in the other person to, to actually tell them what they want. Right. So if some, you know, if my partner says, what do you want me to make you for breakfast? And I'm like, well, I need to know that whatever I ask for is going to be okay with you. Or, you know, after my, I might have to deal with my abandonment issues around if I say, well, I want, you know, whatever ridiculous thing. Um, I don't know, a fruit cup with, you know, uh, pineapple slices and, you know, homemade bread, I don't know, something ridiculous that might, you know, not be possible, then, you know, am I going to be made to, am I going to be rejected? Is my, is my wanting going to be rejected? And for some people, this actually comes with a lot of trepidation, a lot of anxiety about having, you know, if, if we even get to the place of knowing what we want, and then we state that, and then what we want is is too much or too difficult or not possible or you know the person doesn't want to actually make what we want then they're like well i didn't actually want to make whatever you wanted i just wanted to actually make toast you know but i'm willing to make you toast but i mean that's that's a thing so we start feeling rejection so we got to deal with like well am i actually going to say what i want or am i going to try to 
feel what the other person wants me to say. And of course, this is where the whole boundaries and consent and all these things come into it. So, you know, it, it gets, gets pretty ridiculous really quickly. So now I have to feel like, okay, well, I can ask for whatever I want and I'm going to trust that my partner will be able to say, wow, that sounds like a, an amazing breakfast. I'm not going to be able to do that, <laughs> but you know, I could do some tinned oranges, right? So we might be able to have, have, have a compromise there. If we both trust that we're going to be able to, to say, yes, we can, we can both be in this. And that's, you know, these are fairly difficult relationship questions. You know, you might think, well, what's so difficult about asking? Like, I want to, you know, and this is where my, my partner sometimes gets a little mystified because he's like, well, I'm just asking to me, you know, what do you want for breakfast? I want to, I like making you food. What do you want? Why does this have to be so difficult? So, you know, obviously this requires an understanding on both sides of how tricky and how many things get involved. So, you know, I, so there, so that's the other issue is I have to understand that I'm worthy of asking for what I want. And I may be told that I can't have that, but I'm going to be told in a loving way. And then we're going to be able to communicate well enough to come to some kind of compromise. So that's assuming a lot of things, but assuming we have a great relationship and, you know, I do for the most part, um, we can talk through that and, you know, we'll get to some kind of place where, where we compromise. Then I also have to get over my my fear of having strings attached right like how many times has someone said you know what do you want me to do for you uh you know what would you like me to make you for breakfast you know and you're kind of wondering hmm you know what 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 am i getting myself into here like what am i going to be asked to do later today like you know are am i going to be told like oh it's your turn to make dinner because i made you breakfast or whatever right so what are the strings attached to this offer so this is another thing we have to consider as this type of question is brought up and to be fair not everyone has strings attached and some people are actually making real offers that have no strings attached and that is amazing however many of us have been brought up in somewhat manipulative environments where offers always had strings attached and perhaps they do in a way right so knowing what strings are attached does it just mean that i'm gonna say thank you so much i really enjoyed breakfast does it mean that i that you're gonna hold one over on me later in the day does it mean that if i'm not happy enough about what you made or giving you enough compliments that then i'm gonna be given the silent treatment for the rest of the day like how is that gonna work out so so that's something that really you know it comes up with this very simple question all of these relational dynamics so you're kind of saying you know what are the strings attached and then you might even for the person being asked you might even be saying hey do you love me enough to do what i want do you love me enough to hear what i actually want you know and it's interesting you know i kind of one of my kind of uh what would you call it like dirty little secrets is not really a dirty secret but i like i like watching kind of drama tv reality shows about relationships sometimes just because it really is interesting to watch how quickly we get into our own stuff when you know around these simple questions and you know you watch these people going through whatever drama they're going through in their relationships and 
you know, one person will say, well, you know, what do you want me to do? And the other one will be, you know, getting a whole tizzy about it. And that's, it's, it really is a common thing. So, you know, do you love me enough to, to hear me out? Do you love me enough to, to, um, consider what I actually want? You know, maybe I don't even want you to make me breakfast at all. And would that be okay to say as well? So these are, you know, you can see how any simple question like this can actually lead to a whole relationship upgrade. If you take that tack of like, Hey, we're going to actually deal with some of this. We're going to actually discuss it. And, you know, for me, it was kind of a aha moment when I was like, you know, I, I understand that you asking me that seems simple and all you want is an answer like toast, eggs, oatmeal, you know, whatever. That's what you're, you're looking for. And for me, it brings up all these other things. And I did, I just managed to actually realize like, Hey, that question overwhelms me. That question gets me to a place of complete shutdown. So let's back up, backpedal a little bit and figure out like, you know, first of all, you know, I probably need to be told, Hey, I have time to make you breakfast this morning and I'd love to do that for you. And, you know, we have, we have things in the, in the pantry and in the fridge to make, you know, I can make you an omelet or I can make you oatmeal. Those are the two options that I can think of. I'd love to make breakfast for you. What would you like? Then, you know, it kind of answers the question of, okay, you love me enough. You have time. You're willing to do this for me. And there isn't really, doesn't sound like there's too many strings attached, except that you want, really want to do this. And you've given me a container. So there's not too many choices. Now I'm pretty able to answer that question of like, sure, I'd like an omelet say, that'd be lovely. So, you know, do I, you know, the question comes up for, for us as often, you know, is this something that I need to change and become better at just answering the question? Or do I need my partner to change and, and become better at asking the question? So both of those are probably true. You know, we can say, yes, I need to get better at answering a simple question with a, you know, simply. <laughs> and, you know, he could get better at asking the question in a way that I can hear it without going into overwhelm. So these are just, you know, this was one very small example of how our relationships can get derailed so quickly. Like imagine with me for a second, if this was the start of your day every day and it through one of one partner was frustrated because they didn't get an, a simple answer and they want to do something for you and they don't get the answer and the other person's getting thrown into overwhelm. So imagine that being the start of every day with your partner. Like, is that going to lead to a great understanding and relationship or is that going to, to kind of, unground both of you right from the get-go every morning so it's pretty much like gonna unground you for a while so it's gonna require then you know all this kind of like work during the day to to get back to a place of oh you love me and yeah I can ask for something I want and you know we can do that so it's it's this kind of really <laughs> interesting place where you know just a simple thing interaction like that could you know, have the potential of actually getting in the way of your entire relationship. And what a shame that would be because 
you know, ostensibly you both love each other and this questions and the answer is coming from a loving place. But this could just end your relationship because, you know, unless you figure out how to communicate about this and realize what's going on for you, you could just end up, you know, going further and further down the rabbit hole and, you know, or 20 years into your relationship, it's like, I never really wanted you to make me breakfast anyway, or whatever the, the real true feelings finally come out. And then, oh my God, it's like a betrayal, right? Your partner's reeling for, <laughs> for weeks because he's like, why did you never tell me, you know, the truth? And so, you know, then you've got to do a whole lot of work around that. So, so these simple questions actually have a lot to do with how well your relationship will unfold. So, Never consider, you know, if there's a question in your relationship or an interaction like this that, that keeps going down the same way and keeps making you feel uncentered or overwhelmed or rejected or something, this is something that you need to work with right like as soon as you realize it, like this is worth working on because the last thing that we want is 5, 10, 15, 20 years down the road for you to finally figure it out. And then you've got to undo years of, of habitual patterning in your relationship for it to continue to work if you haven't already broken up. So this is where having a relationship coaching program or, you know, working with someone, uh, you know, through this, uh, a couple's program or singles and check out some of my stuff that I've got on my website, but, you know, working through this, even just journaling about it, sitting down and having a talk or, you know, do your own work first. I highly recommend thinking about this on your own first. Like what is, what is your response? What are your real feelings? Of, and, and can you break it down, you know, step by step in the interaction that kind of throws you off? What is actually happening? What is the fear? And usually it comes down to fear really at the base of pretty much everything is, you know, the fear of abandonment. Do you love me enough? Am I lovable? There's something like that at the base of all of these types of dynamics. So do a little work on your own first, you know, so that you're not just kind of opening up that there's a problem, but then just kind of splatting that all over your partner and not really having some sense of it in yourself. So my recommendation would be to do some work on your own, do some journaling about this, reach out, you know, do some work with a coach, however that looks for you, get to a place of some clarity about your side of things. And then there's a big leap here. So at the point where you're clear about your side of things, now you have to make a really huge leap. You have to actually open your mind to try to hear what is going on for your partner. You actually have to ask in a way that allows them to open up and actually say their side of it, which, you know, might be, hey, I just, I wanted to make you breakfast and I didn't know it was an issue to ask you, ask you that. So they might just not have an issue with it at all. And you have to be aware that that might be their answer and try to keep an open mind as to, you know, really honoring whatever you hear from your partner. And that's actually... Well, all of these steps are hard, but that is an especially hard thing to actually get to a place of going, yeah, you know what? My partner might have a point. <laughs> they, this is their experience and I'm going to really try to see it from their point of view. 
Um, so real empathy comes from really trying to understand, okay, they really didn't have an ulterior motive. They really didn't want to make me anxious every day. They really wanted to do something for me and they really wanted to know what I wanted. And all of that may be true. So they may also have, you know, been manipulative and there, there's, there are those relationships. So, but you know, most of the time, if you're in a loving relationship, you know, actually, um, you know, you want to be open to where they're coming from. So, you know, that's kind of, you know, do your own work, do your work with your partners, communicate. Those are the typical answers, right? And, and if you feel like you need some support with that or just talking it through, finding someone else, like I said, who's outside of your relationship to, to kind of give you that feedback and say, hey, have you thought of this or did you think of that? Um, let's work through this. Can you say what you want in a, in a way that isn't triggering, right? Because often we, we can talk about this in another podcast, probably, you know, asking for what we want is a whole, is a whole big thing in, a, in and of itself. And I think I'll save that for another episode. But, you know, can we get to that place of discussing and having the conversation in a, in a way that isn't us raising our voice or running away or, or you know, blaming our partner, shaming anyone or anything like that. So there's a lot of pitfalls around this process, but I hope that that's given you a little bit of a, an insight into, you know, how relationships actually get built and how they fall apart over very little things, what seem like little things, but really are big things, right? Because it all comes down to, you know, we want to, we want to connect. We don't, we want to be lovable. We, we don't want to be abandoned, you know? So we're managing all of that. So reach out to me at pleasureforhealth.com. Sign up for my blog. Listen to my podcast. You know, sign up for one of my coaching programs. I would love to hear from you, work with you, know your thoughts about this. Send me a message. Um, you know, I'm really, I'm always interested in relationships, my passion. So for today, hope you have a wonderful Easter weekend. For those of you that celebrate Easter and for those of you who don't, have a great Saturday. And I will talk to you all soon.